Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Amen. Why don't you grab your Bibles tonight? Would you turn to the book of Hebrews? Thank you, Victoria. The book of Hebrews. Are you guys ready for the word tonight? Oh, that sounded good. You guys are ready, aren't you? You're not playing around. You brought those Bibles. Hebrews chapter 12. When, uh, when I woke up this morning, I just was, before I even opened my eyes, I was just in 2 Chronicles chapter 5 in, in my thoughts of concerning when Solomon dedicated the temple of the Lord. And when the glory cloud of God, the Shekinah glory of God, came and filled that temple as they began to sing and as they began to worship and honor the Lord. The Bible tells us that when the glory of the Lord came into the temple, that the priests were so overcome with the tangible presence of God, they were not able to stand and even do their priestly ministry. And as soon as I began to wake up, that's where I was. I was just going through that chapter in my mind and in my heart. Tonight, as I was in preparation, the prophet Haggai, he says this in Haggai chapter 2, verse 7. He says, I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And who is the desire of all nations? It's King Jesus. Amen. They will come to the desire of all nations. And God says, I will fill this temple with my glory, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. And I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your presence tonight, Lord. I pray that your word will go forth in power. I pray that your word will go forth in your heart tonight. I pray that your grace, Lord, would be upon this word. And I, I just thank you, Lord, again, that I get to be your messenger and your mouthpiece for this hour. And I pray, Lord, your anointing is released. That, Lord, you are able to release far more than I'm even able to articulate in the natural. I thank you that you are releasing your word and it will cause us to stand at attention in this crucial hour, this very urgent hour in the earth. And we give you glory for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you shout amen tonight? Amen. There you are. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm beginning to read in verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape him who refused, who spoke on earth, much more shall they not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this once more indicates the removal of the things that are being shaken as of the things which are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Isn't that good? Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, 
since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. I want to read verse 28 and 29 out of the Passion Translation. It says, since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God our purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. For our God is a holy, devouring fire. I want you to notice what I believe the author of Hebrews is, is the Apostle Paul, that he says that there is this shaking that is happening in the earth, and there is a shaking that is still yet to come. He's saying this shaking is so that the things that must fall away, they must fall and tremble. But yet that God would desire to reveal that which is tried and true of the kingdom of God, that it shall remain forever. It shall hold the test and be steadfast and remain. Can you shout amen tonight? Without a doubt, without a doubt, God is shaking the nations even now. God is shaking every structure. God is shaking every institution. He is testing its worth. He is uh, testing their true pillars. He's, he's testing the purity or the, the actual character. Paul says it like this in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He said that all things would be tried by fire to know if it was truly built by gold, by silver, by precious stones, or if it was actually built on wood, hay, and stubble. He said it would actually be tested and the fire would reveal its quality. Did you hear that? The fire would actually reveal its quality. And there is a radical shaking actually happening not only in the earth, but there is a true shaking by the Spirit of God upon the church itself. The Holy Spirit is on a divine mission right now to make sure he, he extracts the mixture or the contamination of the world within the church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He is on a mission to make sure he extracts the mixture and the contamination of the world out of the church. In fact, it was the Apostle Paul that said, come out from the world. Come out from among them. Come out from the world. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Come out from the world and touch not the unclean thing, and then I will receive you unto myself. And I shall be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Are you with me tonight? There is a burning. Our God is a consuming fire. Make no mistake about it. His fire is going to judge the nations. His true fire, His purifying fire, 
is going to judge the wickedness that is in the earth right now. And I will, I will remind us of the good word again. The future does not belong to the God-haters. The future does not belong to the God-mockers. The future belongs to the righteous. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not playing games. The Holy Spirit is on a glorious mission to prepare a bride for Jesus. A bride, a pure, holy, without blemish, spotless bride. The Holy Spirit is on a divine mission, a heavenly assignment to make sure Jesus receives unto himself when he returns triumphantly and victoriously, he receives a bride for himself. And the spirit and the bride say, come Lord Jesus. Now I'm going to give you a scripture tonight. It's kind of an obscure scripture with this message, but I'm going to set it up this way. In 2 Kings chapter 19, 2 Kings 19, y'all with me? I feel you. I feel you. 2 Kings 19. I'm going to begin to read in verse 11. This is after Elijah had the extraordinary victory on Mount Carmel. Now he is gone. He has run away. I don't want to go through the entirety of the story, but we remember that Jezebel said, by this time, you're, you're done. You're finished. And so he found himself uh, on a detour. You don't want to be on a detour with God. Amen? You don't want to be on a detour. Verse 11, it says, And then he said to Elijah, he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord will pass by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains. That's such powerful. It, a strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks to pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And so it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him. And said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I want to set this up tonight because we are going into a time. None of us could have imagined what last year was going to bring us. None of us could have imagined what we have lived through in this last year and a half. You think about where we're at from January of 2020 until this month, June of 2021, right now. Think of how life has so drastically been altered, radically changed, radically uncomfortable. Challenges. Can I see your hand? Have we been challenged? Sure we have. But I want you to hear this tonight, that the Spirit of God wants you to be an individual who is voice activated. Because there are fireworks ahead. There are large fireworks ahead. There are even greater delusions ahead, greater deceptions, greater unveil unveilings. There is even more greater chaos that is coming.
There are more exposures that are coming. There are wars. There are rumors of wars that are coming. There is also greater protection coming. There is also the movement of greater of the angel armies upon the earth amongst the saints of God. There is also a greater glory that is coming, a greater fire upon the church. And you're going to have to be able to recognize the voice of the Lord in the midst of all the chaos. You're going to have to be able to recognize what God is actually saying so that you're not moved by your feelings. You're not moved by all of the chaos that you see happening all around the earth. You're not moved by the firestorm. You're moved by the voice of the Lord. Are you with me tonight? Coronavirus, China virus, call it whatever you want. I've said it before. 2020 was an outer band of the storm. Every one of us here in Florida understand categories. And we understand the outer bands of storms. 2020, I really believe, was just an outer band. But I will tell you what I am most concerned about, folks. The real Cat 5 is still creeping and coming. Are you with me? There are going to be mighty acts of salvation of our God in the earth. There is deliverance coming. There is vindication coming from God that only the Lord could bring this level of extraordinary vindication and deliverance to the nations in this hour. But there is also judgment that is coming from the throne of God. You mark it down, brother. There is judgment coming. Fierce judgment that is going to release the fear of God in this hour. We haven't seen nothing yet, brother. Are you still here? Are you still with me? We're going to see great love poured out. We're going to see great mercy poured out. But we're also going to begin to see great vengeance being poured out. If you're taking notes tonight, and I hope you are, and if you're not taking notes tonight, you might want to write this down. It's time to get your house in order. It is time to prepare. It is time to prepare your family to get your house in order. We are living in the last days, church. You understand that? We are marching towards the end of the age right now. Most excitingly, we are marching towards the triumphant return of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is coming. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. 1 Peter chapter 4 in verse 7, Peter knows how to put it very plain. He says, but an end of all things, it is at hand. An end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and be watchful in your prayers. One more time. Is it behind me? Look at it. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and be watchful in your prayers. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. We are about to see. We never dreamed that we would see the things that we've seen. We've never dreamed that we would see the level of exposure of corruption and the evil that is pouring out like an avalanche out of the hearts of men. 
the things that we have seen, the torment of nations, the rebellion against God, the flat-out rebellion of where we're at, even in our nation in this very month. And let me go on the record and say, this month belongs to the Lord, too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus said in John 16, he said, in this life, you're going to have trials. In this life, you're going to have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. When I say get your house in order, this is what I want you to grab a hold of tonight. Write it down. You need to fortify your inner life. You need to fortify your inner life and your inner world. This is why I tried to go to this passage tonight so that you would understand Elijah had to be voice activated. He had to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. You, you, are, you and I are going to see so much on the natural terrain and the spiritual terrain in the coming months and the coming years. We're going to have to make sure that our inner life has been fortified and built on the rock. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need to build your life in the Word and build your life in your prayer life. That sounds way too simple. We're not to overcomplicate it, my friend. You have to build your life. You have to build your inner world on the promises of God and in your communion with the Holy Spirit in your prayer life. Get yourself prepared. Get yourself prepared spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. I'm going to read it again. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and be watchful in your prayers. And we understand this as a company, as a tribe, as a family. God has called us to be watchmen. God has called you and I to be watchmen in this hour. We're not ones that are dull just watching the world go by. We are to discern the hour. Are you with me? Paul says, Philippians 4, if you go there tonight, he gives us a key to victory. A key to victory. Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 8. This is probably very familiar to many of you. Some of you may not. But Paul gives us an awesome key to victory. He says, finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. He's saying, set your mind on these things. We don't ignore what is evil. We don't ignore injustice in any way. We recognize it for what it is. But what we also recognize is that this kingdom of darkness is going to pass away. Because in the shaking, God is going to reveal that which is truly built on gold, silver, precious stones, and everything that has been built on wood, hay, and stubble. He's going to burn it up by his fire. Glory to God. He says, think on these things. Set your mind on these things. Meditate on things that are pure. The things that are beautiful. 
You know, it's amazing. I, we do this a lot. We get, we get in these atmospheres, we get in our prayer meetings, but what you, what you also see is that we look at one another and many of us are battered by what we see. There is such an onslaught, there's such a battering ram upon the people of God right now. There's such a fight in every sphere that it takes some time for people to get into the presence of the Lord and start fueling on the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? There's a lot of battles going on. It's why we need the Spirit of God. He said, think on these things, the things that are pure, the things that are noble, the things that are just. Keep your mind set on these things. Paul, in the book of Romans chapter 8, I love these verses right here. Put them in your notes tonight. Put them into your heart above all. He says, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, he says, those who live... According to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their minds on the things of the Spirit. But don't miss verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh, that's huge. Come on, shout amen. When we set our minds on the things of the Spirit, it's going to yield two things. Life and peace. How many of you need peace in your mind? How many of you need life flowing like a river in your mind? That's right. He said, don't be setting your mind on, these, on the temporal things of this world. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on that which is of the Spirit of God. If you do that, this will be the key to your victory. You'll have life in your mind, and you'll have peace in your mind. Oh, glory. Peace. Write this down. The glory of God has to look like something. The glory of God has to look like something. Isaiah said it like this. Isaiah 60, he said, there's coming a time. He said, the earth is going to be absolutely covered in darkness. And he said, beyond that, there's going to be a thick gross darkness that is lurking upon the people but the glory of the Lord is actually going to begin to arise upon you that means the glory of the Lord looks like something and the glory of the Lord will look like peace the glory of the Lord will look like peace manifesting on you in a time of a global storm and there is a storm that is coming. Back to Philippians chapter 4, we go on. He says in verse 9, he says, The things which you've learned and you've received and you've heard or you saw in me, you watched it in my life, you watched my example that I lived out before you. These things do, and the peace of God will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you sincerely did care, you lacked opportunity. Verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. You want to underline that tonight. For I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. And know how to be abased, and I know now how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and, and to be hungry, 
both to abound and to suffer in need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. He's like, I know what it is to suffer lack. I know what it is to abound and have plenty. I know what it is to have all of my needs met. I know what it is to suffer. But this I know. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why is this so important? Because in the days ahead, there are going to be more challenges. We need to understand. It's amazing to me that the church, especially in America, so struggles that if they're not going to the next level or if they're not seeing, you know, financial whatever, they think that God has left them, deserted them, and he's not with them. I'm going to tell you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. We have to learn how to be content in God, whether we're abased or we're abounding. You're really shouting me down tonight. You're leaving me up here all alone. I want you to look at this scripture. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Before Paul wraps up there in Philippians 4, he says these words. He says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. His grace, the grace of God will carry you. The grace of God will sustain you. The grace of God will be sufficient. Whatever you end up facing, your need is going to be met. Whatever you have need of, the Lord is going to meet that need. That's who he is. Now watch this, 1 Timothy chapter 6, the words of the Apostle Paul. He says, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Are you all there? You see that? Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, you know what we've actually been taught We've been taught now godliness with great gain equals contentment. That's what we've been taught in our Americanized Christianity. And I have the feeling that if we had some men and women of God come into the meeting tonight from China or Indonesia or for Pakistan or from wherever, and of course I could throw the mic to you, Russ, and you could share profoundly about this. I think that they have an understanding and a revelation of the gospel of the kingdom that is so unchained from the actual bondage of what we think we have to have to be blessed. Am I connecting with you tonight? Am I connecting with you? He says, now godliness with contentment is actually what brings great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. <laughs> you got that right. And having food and clothing with all of these, we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and the many foolish and harmful lusts, 
which drown men in destruction and in perdition. For the love of money, it doesn't say money, it says the love of money, is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed in their faith, in their greediness, and perceived themselves, and, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I want you to write it down again tonight. Godliness plus contentment equals great gain. I have a sneaky suspicion, a sneaky feeling. How many of you know that God is also Jehovah Sneaky? I think in all of this shaking that is happening in this hour, I also believe that God is going to shake our lust for money out of us. That went over kind of well. I think that God is going to deal with our idols, especially in the church in this hour. It has to be Jesus plus nothing else. It has to be Jesus plus nothing else. Mm. I'm wondering how, how much I can push you tonight. I think our love of money is going to get shaken to the core. I think some of the preconceived ideas about what we think has to happen in these last days to what actually predicates the move of God and predicates even the coming of the Lord, God's going to shake it to its core. And what if we find out? What if we find out? I knew, we, I knew Shane wouldn't be running a lap tonight. I knew y'all wouldn't be running a lap tonight. What if we find out? That God has to deal with still our own love of money and our lust of money. Because money can't answer the problems that we're going to have to face in this hour. What's going to answer the problems is the power of the Holy Ghost coming on the scene. Are some of you clapping online? I couldn't hear you. I want you to go to Mark chapter 4 tonight. Mark chapter 4. Verse 35. And on the same day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, he said, let us cross over to the other side. Now, Jesus said that. Notice that? Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. Folks, if Jesus tells you you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. You hear that? If Jesus says you're going to the other side, you can take it to the bank. You're going to the other side. He's going to see you all the way through it. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and waves beat the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. You know that had to be Mike Lindell's pillow, right? I mean, it just absolutely had to be. The pillow guy was in action. And when they awoke him, they said to Jesus, they said, Teacher, uh, don't you care that we are perishing? And then he arose 
And he rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But then he said to them, Why were you fearful? How is it you have no faith? Oh, my gosh. And they feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? My God. So powerful. I want to remind you tonight. I want you to remember tonight. The one who spoke to the wind and made it lie down. The one who spoke over the sea and it went completely calm. The prince of peace lives in you. And while this world is going to continue to be shaken because everything, everything, brother, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. And all the while, while it's being shaken, the glory of the Lord is going to continue to rise on the ecclesia that Jesus Christ is building in the earth that the gates of hell will not be prevailing against. The peace of God will be upon you in the midst of the storm. The Prince of Peace will be speaking inside of you, guiding you, directing you, leading you, providing for you, surprising you with gifts and surprises. I've said it to you many times. Jesus had authorization to release power over the storm because he did not have a storm going on inside of him. And this is what the glory looks like. The glory has to look like something. The glory has to be tangible. The glory has to be seen. A dear friend of mine, I remember when we were ministering in Italy together many years ago. He said the glory of God is the convincing splendor of God. The glory of God is the convincing splendor of God. What does that mean? That sounds amazing. Whatever is within you that convinces me God is alive... That is the glory. Whatever is within you that convinces me there is a living God, that's the glory. And the glory has to be seen and it has to be tangible. And it will look like peace upon you while the world is being turned upside down. While everything is being radically shaken, You're going to have firm steps, firm footing. You're going to be trusting in the voice of the Lord to direct you. Let me tell you, the lack of money or the abounding of money should never make your decisions. You guys would have never went into the ministry if money made your decisions. I can tell you after 26 years of ministry, for me and Brent, we've never done a single thing by letting money make our decision whether we lacked it or we, or we were abounding. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It was the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord has to direct you in this hour. And you and I are the sheep of his pasture and we know his voice. And the voice of a stranger, we will not follow. Are you with me tonight? 
You and I have to be anchored. We've got to be settled. His peace, his abiding presence has to be settled within us. See, if we just picked up our church and sat us in the Middle East right now, this whole message would take on a whole different complexion. Because we, we think in all of the Americanized trappings, even in the trappings of all the books, the Christian books that we've read coming out of America, yet we've hardly ever suffered persecution for the sake of the gospel. We think we're being persecuted when we're, when we're censored on Facebook. Some of you think you're being persecuted because this message is going on so long. Are you with me? The things that our eyes may behold and see in the coming months, the things in the coming years that we may see, what wars we might soon see in the earth realm, ladies and gentlemen, will cause many not to be sleeping very long. They'll be up all hours of the night watching, watching in all, shock and all, what is happening. I'm telling you, there is an abiding peace of the Holy Ghost that will manifest deep in your spirit. And you'll be steady. And the grip of God will hold on to you. Are you with me tonight? Are you with me tonight? We are a people who will not be manipulated by fear. We will not be manipulated by fear. We are a people who will not be manipulated by disease. We will not be manipulated by dread. We have to learn how to operate in our authority in this hour of warfare. John 14, I want you to go there. These are the words of Jesus, and they're the most important words. They're the words of life. See, because there is a peace that the world cannot give. When Jesus talked about peace and about power, it even perplexed those who were the very closest to Jesus. They thought everything was going to change. They, they thought as they marched into Jerusalem, man, the kingdom was coming in its fullness. And James and John's mom was saying, man, my boys are two of your best. Put them to your right and to your left, and let's get this thing on. And all, all your disciples are going to be sitting on thrones, and I'm telling you, let's get this party started. But things radically changed. You understand what I'm saying? They radically changed. Jesus was going to give them a peace that this world has no understanding about. These things I have spoken to you, verse 25, while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Oh, I love that. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, 
do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Oh my, let not your heart be troubled. Let it neither be afraid, for you have heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. Woo! And if you love me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Oh, glory. Let your, let your eyes roll up to the beginning of this chapter. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. And if it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Where, I am going, where I'm going, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me so that you also may be where I am. Jesus, the master builder, the master builder of his church. He's also the master builder of preparing the sanctuary for his bride. He said, listen, you're going to have tribulations in this world. You're going to have trials. You're going to have upheaval. But I don't, I don't want you to be so in that mix. I want you to understand this. I've overcome the world, so be of good cheer. I am giving you peace that is not of this world. I'm going to give you a peace that will abide in, inside of you, that will resonate within you. And the Holy Spirit within you is going to remind you of the things that I have told you in times past. Every one of us have walked long enough with God to remember in days of trial, the Spirit of God began to brew up on the inside of you, and He started reminding you of promises and scriptures, and suddenly it became alive, and suddenly your spirit man began to stand at attention. And once you were, you were in a whirlwind, you were dazed, fear was trying to creep in on you, all, all sorts of things were trying to invade your space, and then in a moment, the Spirit of God began to brew on the inside of you. You began to stand at attention, and there was the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord saying, I will lead you. I will protect you. I will provide for you. I am here for you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I have you in my grip. Are you here tonight? There's greater shaking ahead. Folks, there's greater shaking ahead. Things aren't going to go back to normal. greater shaking ahead. Why? So that the things that are tried and true remain. And the things that need to go are going to be brought down. Come on. Come on. I want you to stand with me tonight. Our prayer team is going to prepare themselves. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the next couple weeks, I'm going to be bringing a message specifically concerning Israel. Victoria, I'd like you to join me, sweetheart.
How many of you know that in Israel right now, in the next two weeks, they will have a brand new president and they will have a brand new prime minister? I want to tell you, if you look this way, I want to tell you, everything is getting radically ready to, sh to shift and change in the earth. And the prophetic clock is ticking very loud right now. My friend, you need to be watching Israel. You need, to be, you need to be watching Israel, and you need to be praying and, inter and interceding for Israel, that the eyes of their understanding are open so that they understand that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. Yeah. Things are going to begin to accelerate this summer. Listen, things are going to begin to accelerate this summer at a rapid pace. Some things can just turn overnight. Guys, it was two weeks ago that we entered in, we saw that, that Gaza and Israel entered into uh, a ceasefire after complete madness broke out. That was an appetizer. That was an appetizer. There are some things getting ready to shake out, folks. And we're going to have to be anchored, anchored in the presence of God. I'm doing this as your leader to prepare us. Are you hearing me? I'm doing this as your leader to prepare us. The end of all things is at hand. Guys, we are racing to the epic crescendo of time. The epic crescendo of time. And we're coming into the dawning of the kingdom coming. And literally, Jesus and his kingdom coming into the earth in our lifetime. It's coming. So Lord, with hands raised tonight, we acknowledge that you are an all-consuming fire. You are an all-consuming fire. And Lord, we say, shake what must be shaken. And Lord, may we not lean or trust on anything except you alone and the promise and the authority of your word that shall remain forever. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are our abiding peace. And Lord, you live within. And that these men of God before me, these women of God before me, they hear your voice. You lead them. You prepare them. You show them how to get prepared in this hour. You speak to them about their finances, Lord. You speak to them about how to put things in order in their household and for their family. You speak to them, Lord, about preparatory things. Lord, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Ghost begins to flow like a river in this altar tonight. Lord, as we begin to minister, I'd like our prayer team to come. Lord, as we begin to minister tonight, that your life-giving presence is released. Lord, we decree in this house and declare breakthroughs and miracles and healings tonight for your glory.
for your glory. Lord, I thank you. I thank you tonight. There will be healings of bodies, healings of minds, healing of hearts tonight in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, tonight you will set things in order, that you will release divine interventions on the behalf of many lives this night in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to open the altars for all of you, all of you tonight that desire prayer as an individual, as a couple, as a family tonight. You need prayer for any level, any level of need in your life. We want to come into agreement with you tonight. The altars are open, and I want to ask you to come now and begin to receive. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.